0: So I'll go ahead and start. Uh, we're previewing the 2021 Detroit Lions. I'm joined by Jamie Edmonds, uh, sports journalist at uh, WDIV Local 4, and John Neal from the Detroit News. Uh, thank you both for joining us. Um, the Um uh, Well, we'll start with, the at the beginning, the Lions have started rebuilding again uh, with a new coach, new general manager, and new quarterback, uh, which brings the obvious question, uh, will these be, the same old lions in 2021. Jamie, what do you think?
1: Well, it depends what, how you define same old lions. Are they not going to win many games as same old lions? And yes, but you have to give a new organization, a new administration here some time to rebuild. I know I haven't been here as long in Detroit as some of you all, but I have some faith in Brad Holmes. I think he's going to make some right decisions. And when he doesn't like Rashad Perriman, he cuts bait and he starts over. So I just like what I see initially, but they're not going to win many games this season.
2: Yeah, no. And I would agree with Jamie. Look, it's, um, I mean, if sports fans in Detroit are getting tired of that word rebuild, but this is the Lions, um, you know, first real attempt at it in a while, <laughs> um, you know, a clean break a, a complete total overhaul. And you it's going to be a, a a lean year in terms of wins and losses, but I think you can see it's going to be a, a developmental year. If you, if you want to call it that for the lions and you don't see that a ton in the NFL, but I think we are seeing it here where they're going to go with youth and developing those young guys that they're bringing in their guys. Um Obviously they've got a quarterback who's a more of a veteran that they brought in, in the trade with Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, but uh there's a lot of I mean there's fifty new faces on that ninety man roster that they had this off season, a bunch of new faces on the roster they're gonna settle on here this week and um and really you're gonna see a lot even a lot of those guys that they brought in, those veterans, were on short term deals. So this is a this is starting from scratch in a lot of ways, and you know, that's gonna mean a pretty rough year in terms of the on field performance, I would think.
0: Well, let's talk about uh, the quarterback for a minute. Jared Goff, as uh, you both mentioned, came over uh, in the trade that sent Matthew Stafford to the LA Rams. How is Goff different from Stafford?
2: Uh, the arm is not the same. That's for sure. And,
0: and, and look, we, I mean, Lions
2: fans got a a little jaded about Matthew Stafford in, in a lot of cases because the wins and the playoff success was not there. But, um, when he became available, when they, when he, he went to the line and said it's time to move on and, and they agreed to trade him, you saw the, the rest of the league perk up, um, because he's, he's a unique arm talent, um, and a guy who's, who's, he hasn't won, but you can certainly see the, the ability to win there with his, his ability, with his talent. So, um, Jared Goff maybe is looking for a fresh start. I don't, he wasn't real happy with the way things ended in LA. The coach. Sean McVay, and he didn't see eye to eye. I think there was a lack of confidence there from the coach and the quarterback. And uh, so he's kind of trying to prove he's got a chip on his shoulder, and he's talked about that since he's arrived. Um, He doesn't have the weapons he had in in L.A., and he certainly doesn't have the defense yet either. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs. But he's got something to prove here, too.
0: Jamie, how weird is it going to be to see a different quarterback besides (laughs) Matthew Stafford? Well, I thought that the first
1: time I went to Ford Field in the preseason and saw a different quarterback. It's weird because Matthew Stafford has been here so long. We were used to seeing him. It's definitely odd to see a different number at QB1. Um, when it comes to Jared Goff, like we didn't see him much in preseason at all. They did that deliberately because I don't think they need to see much of him in the preseason. They don't want him to get hurt, but how is he going to work here? That remains to be seen. But as John Neo said, he has no, really no receivers. And his protection is a little suspect, especially with a rookie there switching positions on the line. Um, I guess it's wait and see. But he has taken a team to the Super Bowl. He has that background, you know, so there's that.
0: As you mentioned, uh, Goff doesn't have a lot of targets, so the receiving core is thin. Uh, there's uh, uh, Hawkinson, the tight end uh, that you can't throw to him all the time. Uh, how much will the Lions' offense depend on the running game, and do they have a running game?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I think, I mean, you mentioned he can't throw to T.J. Hawkinson all the time. He might try at times, but uh, um, but no, I think actually in the running in the in the backfield, DeAndre Swift. Assuming he's healthy, again, he's been a little bit banged up here um in preseason and training camp, but he's a guy that they, you know, brought in last year at a pretty impressive rookie year. You can see the talent there, too. Um He's going to be a, a pass catcher out of the backfield as well. So I think he's going to be, if you've got a weapon beyond TJ Hawkinson, it's DeAndre Swift. He might even be their best offensive weapon by the end of the season if he stays healthy. So I think that's they will lean on that run game. They think they've got an offensive line that can run the ball, um, and they think they've got a, a backfield tandem that will work in that way too.
1: I just I think they're going to try and run the ball. They want to run the ball. Uh, Jared Goff hasn't thrown many passes down the field. Again, we haven't seen that much of him. But they're going to double team their best tight end, and so I think running the ball is going to be key for them.
2: No, we've, first- we've been we've been talking about that for what feels like two decades now since Perry Sanders yeah. retired too. So, I mean, it, this is the same old, same old in, in that respect as well.
0: Now, of course, if you want to rebuild, you have to draft well. Uh, the Lions had, uh, was it the seventh overall pick uh, this year? And they chose uh, Panay Sewell, an offensive lineman. We've talked about the line. He's from Oregon. Yeah, the early scouting reports we heard uh, around the drafts on him were that this guy's going to be a stud in the NFL, someone who can anchor that line for years, maybe be a pro bowler. Uh, he has struggled during training camp uh, has uh, been uh, exposed a couple of times uh, in games, which I suppose you'd expect for a rookie, you know, but are either of you concerned about what you've seen from Sewell so far? John. Oh, I yeah. Say.
2: I would, uh, I would say no, I'm not, but, but I think there is a reality here. I mean, he's switching from the left tackle to the right tackle Um did not play college football last year because he opted out of, of the COVID season in college football at Oregon. Um, he's so he's learning. I mean, he's, he's learning learning how to do everything in reverse, uh, which is not easy, uh, especially for a guy who's only twenty and and jumping right into the NFL as a starter. So I, I think that's to me though he's going to be compared fairly or not and unfairly. Is my answer to that just? Uh, Mr. Fields in Chicago, the quarterback that the Lions could have drafted but passed on is probably going to be the starter for the Bears this, and that's the, that's the player the Lions fans are going to be watching and wondering what if. Um, so I think that's, that's something else to watch this season.
1: I, you know, I'm not that worried. I think he's going to figure it out. Every offensive lineman I've talked to, i.e. Lomas Brown says that <laughs> it's very, very tough to move from one side to the other and they're asking him to do a lot after not playing for a whole year. That being said, in the first couple preseason games, I believe it was the first one, he was torched by another offensive lineman who didn't play a full year just like he did. So I don't know if that argument works so well because that kid's figuring it out. But I do think they'll develop him, and it will turn out okay, but it's going to be some growing pain.
0: Now, Panay Sewell's Brad Holmes' first draft pick as the new general manager. Holmes also engineered the uh, Stafford trade that uh, brought back a really good return uh, in Goff and two future first-round picks. Uh, You, Jamie, mentioned uh, Brad Holmes early on. Uh, He's not going to fix the Lions in one year, maybe not even two. But do you think he's at least got them going in the right direction?
1: I think he is. I mean, I said that right off the bat because I believe it. Um, When the Matthew Stafford trade happened, it was to so much praise around the entire league that that was the right move. He got the right picks back. Now that there's been some time and we have to wait two weeks for the NFL season to begin, people are starting to dissect it a little more. But I believe it was the right move for all parties. I think he's just I think he's going to make the right decisions. Again, he has a great track record, not in this main role. But I also talked to um, Steve Courtney last night on WJR, and he was saying, Jamie, you haven't been here long enough. This happens in cycles. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say I like this, Brad Holmes, I like this administration.
2: I think what's been encouraging for for fans, at least, is is – I mean, they've been talking about collaboration from, from the drop when they hired Brad Holmes and then, you know, Dan Campbell as head coach. And I think we've seen that. Um, and the owners, obviously Sheila Fordham has been involved in that as well. I mean, she wants everybody on the same page as an organization, not just two guys in the, you know, in, in the football operations deciding everything. Um, but I, he's got an eye for talent. Um, He's I think, I mean it's too soon to say because we haven't even seen him play a regular season game, but you could see what they saw in this rookie class that he brought in um already on the field and practice and training camp. Um there's some some legit talent there, maybe even some fines in the middle rounds that, you know, Lions fans have watched other teams do that year after year and, and not seen much of it from the, their own organization. But Um, I do think there's there's a possibility here, but this is the easy part. Tearing it down is the easy part. Building it back up is the hard part.
0: And the main part, or one of the main parts of that uh, rebuild, of course, is the new head coach, Dan Campbell, uh, who set the tone for this franchise early on when they introduced him. He wants them to be tough and physical every game, every play. I think he said something about uh, opponents' kneecaps. Um, How tough does this team look going into the regular season?
2: Uh Yeah, I think, well, you know what, I think, and to be fair, it, to the credit of the, of the previous regime, there were a lot of good veterans in here, guys who are hardworking, high character guys. And so they they did have some foundation there to, to build around in terms of just setting that tone in terms of toughness and work ethic. Um But I, the rookie class, they look like guys who are going to come in and try to be good and do everything they can to be good. Um, toughness, we'll see. I mean, that offensive line is, is where they're trying to hang their hat. And I th- we didn't see a ton of it in the preseason, but that's certainly the hope is that you're going to have a physical team that can, that can really maybe even control the game from start to finish at times. Um, I don't know if we're going to see that this year though.
1: Yeah, I think that's what they want. They want the offensive line to, to be key here. We'll have to wait and see. He also uses the word beyond kneecaps grit a lot. He likes when a guy has grit and he fights through things. And you know, I think he said all the right things to begin. I think he's fun in press conferences. Will that translate to wins? I don't know yet. But coming from a guy who said nothing at the podium to a guy who just wears his heart on his sleeve, that's fun for us in the media. I'll tell you that.
2: Yeah, the key is the self awareness is there. Um, he's obviously he was here. I mean, he was he was part of the 2008 team, and he was injured for all this season, but. He was part of the winless two thousand and eight team, so he understands where the fans are coming from and this and he's and he's the messaging has been on point from from day one from him in that respect and then from a media perspective, yeah, absolutely the honesty has been there the, he's he's been pretty forthright about you know what's on a day to day basis what's going on, and so I think that's appreciated too, and I think the fans pick up on that as well, obviously.
0: And you yeah, the
1: questions asked and he answers. Yeah, it's, right. It's pretty That's, great.
2: Yeah, it's pretty novel. huh?
0: And you mentioned, uh, John, a moment ago, uh, the self-awareness uh, that Dan Campbell has. And I've noticed that, too, even though. I've only been to one news conference uh, with Dan Campbell uh, during a a practice uh, about a week or so ago. And uh, what I get from him, though, when you look at the staff that he's assembled, I mean, uh, his assistant coaches, uh, uh, Anthony Lynn, Deuce Staley, uh, Don Capers, I think, is uh, involved in the organization. I mean, these are people who had success elsewhere. He strikes me, Dan Campbell, as the kind of guy who knows what he doesn't know. He may be the smartest guy in the room. I don't know. But he doesn't have to be because he's got all these other people who can advise and counsel him, which contrasts him uh, to his predecessor, Matt Patricia, who gave off that vibe. I know everything. I am the smartest guy in the room. Look, I've got a pencil in my ear. Uh, (laughs) Do do you you get that sense from him that, that that Dan Campbell, you know, he he's not afraid to say, I don't know? And led yeah, which yeah, absolutely.
2: That's the case. And, and and it's part of the reason why he was able to assemble a staff that I think most people were pretty impressed with guys, guys who could have gone somewhere else or guys who didn't have to leave where they were, who came here, um, guys who were pretty upwardly mobile. I mean, future head coaches, I think, on his staff in a few of those cases. Um So that's a that's an early sense. You mentioned. Yeah. Do we pick up? Absolutely. We pick up on that. But more important, I think the players do. And I think that's where. I mean, the last regime came in and made it clear that nobody there was good enough and our way or the highway, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, that's true. And anytime there's a regime change, but, um but not to that extent. And and so he's come in and, and I think let players know that he understands that he's got a staff full of former players. He's a former player himself. They understand what these guys are, are doing, on a daily basis, and he's going to have some compassion along the way.
1: Yeah, John, you said what I was going to say is he's a – they've said it so many times he's a player's coach, Mm -hmm. and he brought in former players to his staff, so they certainly know what the player, you know, is feeling in any given moment. I think players enjoy that. Plus, I love his coordinators, Anthony Lynn and Aaron Glenn. I think those are great pickups, and I think he will defer to them, you know, when he doesn't know something on the sidelines.
0: So, give me your thoughts. Looking at the Lions, what you've seen in training camp, looking at their seventeen-game schedule, that's going to get. That's, we're going to have to get used to that too. The uh, additional game. What are your predictions for this season?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I haven't put mine pen to paper yet, but I'm going to have a hard time finding more than five or six wins uh, on this schedule. So I'll go ahead and say five and twelve. I just think it's a tough sledding early on. I mean, they start at home against San Francisco, a team that's a Super Bowl contender. They got a few more of those along the way in the early they they play all their early division games on the road, um, which isn't easy either. Um, so it could be a pretty deep hole early on. And then, you know, I think the goal, and we've heard Dan Campbell talk about this, is as the season goes along to see some progress, to see some of those young players developing. Uh, So, this might be a better team by the end of the season. The record may not show it, though.
1: I think the over and under is five and a half, and I would go under. And I'm not trying to be negative. I just don't (laughs) think they have the guys to, you know, beat the Packers, to beat the Vikings, to beat the Bengals. I don't know if they have the guys. So, I'm going under.
0: Yeah, I think. You're both probably right. I don't see much more than four or five wins on that schedule just based on the lack of talent uh, that they've assembled. And also, you know, this is Dan Campbell's first full year as a head coach anywhere. He did have a brief stint with the uh, Miami Dolphins uh, many years ago uh, as an interim coach. Um And that's not a knock on Campbell. It's just you got to be honest about what you've got. And right now they just don't have – uh have a lot, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, listen, it's been a great conversation. I want to thank both of you for uh, taking part. Jamie Edmonds uh, from WDIV Local 4 and John Neo of the Detroit News. Thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for having us. Okay. I think that's great. Um, yeah, I, it, it, I'm, you know, uh, I, to, pre- to paraphrase one of uh, Dan Campbell's predecessors, I think uh, for 2021, the bar is low.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. it is. See, but that's the good thing. Like, I don't know of a single fan who's expecting anything out of this team, which, you know, the last regime came in talking about 9-7 and seven wasn't good enough, which was their right. signing their own death warrant, basically. He
1: was never going to live that
2: down. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I think the fans in this town have been beaten down and seen enough. Crappies, whatever. Lions type. I mean, Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons. The last decade or whatever. Um, I think we're conditioned to expect losing. So,
1: but I think in defeat, he'll have really great press conferences. He'll say the right <laughs> things. He'll he'll keep the fans, you know, going. I think. And then yeah. if they can turn a corner, maybe in a year or two,
0: I think it would be great.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah. think people just have to give them a chance, uh, especially Campbell, because I'll tell you what, I mean, I don't know that much about the guy, but just, I, you know me, John, I, you know, I, 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 I emotionally de- detached myself from the line <laughs> years ago, uh, and, uh, actually, you know, I, I don't mind when they lose, uh, at times because, you know, they've, they've sort of elevated it to an art form. Uh, sure,
2: they definitely have.
0: You know, when they just get their butt speed, it's boring. You know, they at least do yeah. something creative like that Bears game to start the season last year, the, the drop pass. Uh, so,
2: like that's my fear though, like especially as, cause if they get a bunch of injuries, yeah. they don't have any, the yeah. depth is pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean, um, like they don't have 53 NFL players right now. But so, I, so like there could be some like embarrassing lot just from a, um,
0: yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like I said, I don't know these guys that well. I hope to get to know them more over time. But as 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 jaded as I am, I'm not going to say these are the guys. But I'm not going to say they're not the guys. All right? And I'm getting a good vibe from them a little bit here. So we'll see.